Welcome to the Mindful Dating Podcast, where it's all about helping you find healthy, lasting love without losing yourself in the process. Get clear on what you need most from a partner, develop a dating and relationship strategy that works for you, and practice self-leadership in all your relationships. Join your host, Dr. Yael Dubin, on her mission to discover how you can lead from your most authentic, courageous self and create a lifetime of joy and abundance. Hello, hello, everyone. Happy Tuesday. It's Tuesday when I'm recording this podcast slash video. I hope you're having a wonderful day, whatever day it is, when you happen to be enjoying it. I wanted to hop on today to talk a little bit about the truth about dating in midlife. And I wanted to talk about this for a couple of reasons. I was just talking with a really good friend of mine, and she was telling me, you know, I don't know how um, anyone could really trust a dating coach who doesn't understand what it's like to date in midlife. And I definitely understand what it's like to date in midlife. So I really wanted to go on and talk about, you know, what I see, what I experienced from my own time dating. When I finally got serious about dating, I didn't get serious about it until I was 53. So I was definitely in midlife. Um, and then what I'm seeing with my clients. And I want to talk a little bit about it. I'm going to give you the seven things I see as challenges. And I'm going to talk about the opportunities hidden within each of those challenges, not just to put a positive spin on the challenges, but because I believe that all of these things really do have some advantages and you might as well take advantage of them. So first of all, I'm going to mention the whole issue with kids. And I don't know if you remember hearing me say maybe more than once that when I was looking, I was already an empty nester and Matt had kids and I almost didn't reach out to him because he had one daughter who had just started college and another one who was in high school. I thought, eh, I don't know if I want to go back to raising kids. I don't know about this. And I just wasn't sure. And a lot of my clients are you know, in their early 40s and they're at this cusp of where they need to make a decision. Do they want children? Do they not want children? So people are making these choices. Either they have kids and they have to navigate having children or they don't want kids and their potential partners have kids or they don't want kids and they want to make sure that they, when they get into a partnership, that that partner also doesn't want children. So the issue of children comes up and it's a very live issue. And here's the thing. If you're dating in midlife, you know yourself really well, and so does a potential partner. If you know that you do not want children, you are 100% clear, you can find someone who's on that same page with you. If you know you do, I really want kids, I'm 41 years old. If that's you, you can find someone whom you know to be on the same page with you, who's ready to have kids, ready to start a family. If you're lucky, like I was in this situation, Yes, men had kids, but they weren't small kids. Because I was in midlife, so was he, and his kids were just about out of the house. And there's a beautiful thing about this. So the thing, when you're like in your 20s, um, you might get married, and then people want to know, well, when are you going to have kids? And people often think that you're going to change. If you say, oh, I don't want kids, people think you'll change your mind. Your future partner or current partner may also think that. But the truth of the matter is marital satisfaction does take a nosedive when you have small children. It's just statistically what happens because kids are 
a lot of work. If you're dating in midlife and you have a partner who has children, you're that much closer to having them be out of the house and empty nesting again to that place where you get your partner all to yourself. So there really is a benefit to that when it comes to dating in midlife is that your children are on the other side. They're, they're leaving the house and you're getting that time with your partner. You're not necessarily having to navigate early childhood and infancy and things like that. The second challenge that comes up involves jobs and career. And I hear a lot of people talking about this as in the following way. I am set up with my job. I already know what I want to do. I own a home. Everything is established. Or I'm concerned they're going to be established. They will be set up and they won't want to move. Or both of those things. And here's the deal. Yes, it's true. Whoever you are and whoever you're dating, you probably are established in your career field. They're probably established in their career field. It's 100% true. And because you're established, because you have a track record, and because you're already employed, both of you, it's much easier for one or the other of you to find a new job and to relocate. One or the other of you can find most likely some work to do in one other place. And so that makes relocation an option in a way that it isn't when you're 22 and you're just getting started and you don't have a network and you don't have a track record. And maybe you're just coming out of college and you don't even have a job. So you're in this situation where you're established and they're established and you can have meaningful conversations about who might move. Or as some of my clients, you might even have meaningful conversations about being a snowbird or about having two homes or about what that might look like to keep one place up north and one place in Arizona or one place in California. So you are established. They are established. That gives you more financial resources and it gives you more opportunity for relocation and job expansion. So that's the second challenge. The third challenge, and this is a pretty big one, is that Everybody in midlife, if you have made it this far, you've had your heart broken. You have any potential partner has. Really sorry about that. Um, but hopefully you're still with me. Um, so you might have had your heart broken. Definitely. You've had a heartbreak. They've had a heartbreak. And why that's a why that's a downside or why that's a challenge in midlife is that when you've had your heart broken, you tend to be a little more guarded. So you're out there really armored up, and so is everybody you're dating. Everybody's walking around with their armor on, trying not to get hurt again. And that makes it super challenging that everybody's guarded. And it's also really challenging because not only are you guarded and they guarded, but you're also misreading each other because you're out there being really guarded and they're out there really being guarded. And what you're not seeing is what's on the other side of the armor. So that challenge is that you've had your heart broken and you're really guarded and you're armored up. But the opportunity in this is really beautiful. Hear me out on this because it is an opportunity and it's a hard one to take advantage of. But it's really important to notice it because everybody's a little bit guarded. You have an opportunity. No one's rushing in. No one's really crowding into your space because they're afraid of getting hurt also. So you have a little opportunity with some spaciousness to really get to know each other deeply in a way that when you're 22 and you've never had your heart broken and you just like crash into each other and spend every waking moment together, you don't have that opportunity to get to know each other with that same depth and really learn to trust each other, really know what's going on in the core of someone else's psyche, their soul, really know who they are. So that challenge of everybody being guarded and armored up actually has the benefit of slowing down the pace 
a little bit so that you can really take your time and get to know someone. So you can lean into the fact that you're not going to just trust somebody right off the bat and you can slow down the pace. The fourth thing, and this is, this comes up a lot, this comes up so much, and it seems to come up a little bit more the further on in middle age you get to be, a lot of concerns around health practices and health problems. Around middle age is when we start paying the piper for all the things we did when we were younger. So if you haven't been taking care of your body, it's starting to show. If you have been taking care of it in a way that involves a lot of exercise and wear and tear, that's also starting to show. I just saw a podiatrist today because my feet are battered. So people are starting to have health problems and their health practices are showing in their body. So this is a thing, it's happening. The good news is if you happen to be someone like me who has foot problems because I just walked to the point that there's no more cartilage or whatever your health issue is, you can count on the fact that other people you're dating are likely also middle-aged and they're also experiencing a little bit of wear and tear on the parts and you can get some acceptance for that. Secondly, you are really well able to get a beat on who's taking care of themselves. You can get a sense of who shares your commitment to health practices or who doesn't and you can find somebody who has similar values in that regard. Not everybody will share your values, and that's okay. You can find someone who does. So that's the fourth challenge, the issues about health practices and health problems that are coming up in mid middle life because that's what happens, and they just keep right on coming. The fifth problem and the challenge, and I'm not even sure this one's really true, but I hear everyone say this. Everyone wants someone younger. Like uh, If I had a dollar for everyone who said this to me, I'd be so rich right now. And I get that. And I know that I felt that when I was 53 and putting myself out on the market to date, to marry, and I knew I wanted a spouse, I definitely had the feeling that um, my chances of finding a partner at 53 were low. And it turns out I was wrong. Matt is five years younger than I am. Not everybody wants to date someone younger. There you go. Not everybody wants that. There is a partial truth to it. There are some people who do want to date someone younger. Absolutely. There were women I ran into who wanted to date younger than they were. There were men I ran into who said, hey, don't, you know, don't even bother me. You know, and these women were in their 60s. Don't even contact me if you're over 45. Cool. The gift in that, the beautiful opportunity in that is you get to weed out the superficial people. That's because youth is a really superficial marker for a person. So you get to weed these people out right away. And trust me, you want to get rid of these superficial people. You deserve better than that. 100%. So the challenge is, yes, it's partially too. There are people out there who want to date someone younger than you. That's their preference. And that's because they're superficial idiots and you don't want to deal with them anyway. So good. That's how you get the hay to take itself out. If you've ever heard my needle in a haystack analogy. Another thing that people struggle with is the feeling like you're getting leftovers and rejects. You feel like all the good ones are taken. You feel like all I'm getting are the all I'm getting are the people who didn't make it work with their last partner. I'm getting people who couldn't figure out how to have a marriage. People who don't value relationships. Whatever your thing is for the rejects and the leftovers. A lot of women that I talk to or work with and even sometimes I felt this way when I, especially when I was first starting to date, you feel like you're getting the leftovers and rejects. And this one, the challenge here, this is a really tough one. And you might not like me when I say this, please know this comes from a place of care and love. The world is a mirror for what's going on inside you. 
if you're looking out there, if you're out there dating people and you feel like I'm getting leftovers and rejects, I'm getting people who don't value relationships, I'm getting people who don't have relationship skills, it's because somewhere inside you, you believe that you don't have relationship skills. You believe you are a reject or a leftover. It's a hidden belief, but that's what life is showing you. That's who you're bringing into your life. So if you're out there feeling like you're getting leftovers and rejects, you're getting liars, narcissists, addicts, cheats, whatever you want to, however you want to frame that. This is because the world is the mirror for what is happening inside of you. And you have a lot of inner stuff to work on. The beautiful opportunity is the opportunity for growth and transformation. And I see this happen all the time inside my mindful dating program. Women transform, they grow, they work on the stuff that's happening inside them. And they don't get the losers, leftovers, rejects, liars, addicts, narcissists, cheats. And I, a couple of weeks ago inside my mindful dating group, someone finished the program and she said, wow, when I was putting myself out there before, I, I can't even tell you the things people used to think it was okay to say to me. Now I don't get any of that ever since doing this program and working on my profile. So trust me, what changed is she did that inner work put herself out slightly differently with a very different energy. And the world is mirroring that back to her. The world is mirroring back the growth and transformation that has happened within her. So if you're feeling like you're getting the leftovers and rejects, the narcissists, addicts, liars, and cheats, you have an opportunity here to do that growth work and to do that transformation work so that you are not bringing that about. You are playing a different role in your own dating life. And I know this sounds like magical thinking. I don't think it's magic. But right now, explaining it isn't the task. I just really want to talk about the challenges and opportunities. And if you want to hear more about it, please reach out to me and we'll have a one-to-one -one. or even better yet, I do have a five-day coming up, but I digress. Let me move on. The seventh challenge and the last one we're going to talk about is self-confidence and all the items, one through six, kids, where you are with children, your job, where you're satisfied with or not satisfied with, having past heartbreaks, any health problems that you might happen to have, the feeling that everyone wants someone younger and the sense that you're getting leftovers and rejects, all of that will ding your self-confidence. It 100% does. And again, that challenge makes it really hard to put yourself out there. It makes it really hard to stand in your strength, in your dignity, in your value and worthiness and say, you know, I am Yael, and this is what I'm looking for in my life. The opportunity here is that items one through six don't really matter. They are not really a reflection of your inherent worth and dignity. You have worth and dignity just because you showed up here on planet Earth, and you have an opportunity to confront the things that get in the way of your ability to see your inherent worthiness. You have an opportunity to source your self esteem from a more solid, deeper, place, a more authentic place, a more spiritually aligned place. Um, I don't know what is happening with my internet. Um, so I'm sure that that flickered, but you do have an opportunity with who you are currently to really source your self-esteem from a deeper place because your self-esteem isn't going to be about being young, about being good looking, about any of those things. Your self-esteem is going to be about the fact that you have inherent worth and dignity as a human being on planet earth. You were, um, if you are a, a person of faith, you, you know, especially if you're in the Abrahamic traditions. You were made in the image of God. You are a conduit for source energy. If you happen to be new agey about it, you have an opportunity to source your self-esteem from a solid place. And that's what we work on inside of my mindful dating intensive, which helps people deal with the challenges one through six 
in a totally different way. And with that self-confidence comes the belief and the knowledge that you 100% are worthy of love. You deserve love. You're super lovable. And of course, someone's going to love you. Um, because like I say, the whole reason I became a dating coach is I like I realized at some point Matt had been looking for me and it blew my mind. Nobody ever told me, hey, there's going to be someone out there who's going to love you just the way you are. Someone's looking for you right now. People told me, oh, you might be too old. You might not live in the right place. It's weird that you're queer. Oh, but you're also a Sabbath observant Jew. Are you looking for a unicorn? Possibly I was. Um, but the, the fact remains, someone was looking for me, who I really am on the inside. And I 100% believe that if love is what you want, if the path of partnership is something you feel called to walk, it's because that is the path for you. It's because the universe, God, your inner soul, your intuition knows it's the path for you. It's going to add value to the whole world. It's going to heal the part of the universe that's yours to heal, which is your very own heart. And you should have that. And when you do that work, whether you do it inside the Mindful Dating Intensive or you choose another route of developing that self-confidence and anchoring it in your foundational, fundamental worthiness that you have just for showing up, it's going to transform the types of people that are attracted to you. It's going to transform who shows up in dating apps. It's going to change how dates go. And I, I saw this happen myself when I was dating. When I very first started dating insight, when I was getting dating coaching in 2019, when I very first started dating, I was getting people who were completely wrong for me. I was having bad experiences, getting rejection, getting some scammers coming in, and I just kept persisting. And as time progressed and as I continued to do my inner work, I got closer and closer and better and better potentials until finally I have Matt and he is just like awesome and better than I even had in mind. And I see this with my own clients. I see, I watch them go through this process. I've had a client and I'll talk more about client successes on Thursday, but I've had clients who go through that same thing. So I'm going to save some of the details for Thursday, but but clients who go through the same thing when they first start dating, it feels exhausting. They're getting, you know, losers they are getting people who aren't right for them. And then they get closer and closer and closer and closer as they do that inner work. So this, that's the truth about dating in midlife. There are challenges. I just listed seven of them. And inside every challenge is an opportunity. And we make great use of these opportunities inside my Mindful Dating Intensive. If you're interested in learning more about the intensive or if you just want like a little sample and you want to just take it and run, great. I have an opportunity coming up. My five-day dating reset starts two weeks from yesterday. It's a free five-day series. I'm going to pop the link into the comment box. Um, I'm not sure it will post everywhere, but I'm going to go ahead and give you the registration link so that you can get yourself registered for this event. It's really fantastic. Um, you'll learn a lot in those five days and um, have a really great time doing it. That's what I have for today. If you have any questions, comments, feedback, I would love to hear from you. Take care. Have a wonderful day. And I will be back again live on Thursday. Thank you for listening to Mindful Dating with your host, Dr. Yael Dubin. If you're ready to shake up your dating routine and transform your approach to relationships, go to BechiraCoaching.com where you can sign up for our newsletter, pick up your free digital copy of Five Keys to Finding Lasting Love, and even schedule a free call with Yael now. Bahira Coaching is on Facebook and Instagram. Stay up to date with our programs, literature, and watch live sessions with Dr. Dubin. Links will be included in the show notes. 
Tune in next week when we'll share more about how you can find lasting love without losing yourself in the process.